Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Core Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Ab Soul. This is K.O. And you listening to the Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong, you Welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto, host and founder of the Come Up Show. And this week, I'm glad to share with you my conversation with Little Sims. This interview was literally in the lost, lost Files. It was conducted of April of 2015, and I'm so glad to have recovered it. I caught up with Sims last year when she was touring in Ontario, and we talked about her memorable moments in Canada and how Canada reminded her of her home in the UK. And she tried poutine for the first time when she was here, and she also had the honor to sit down and have a long conversation with Yasin Bey, formerly known as Most Deaf. And he shared with her the three things that make an artist successful. And we got that for you here on the Come Up Show podcast. A couple of notes. Little Sims is going to be in Toronto again Tuesday, March 8th, performing with Nitty Scott and Tanika Charles in the Mod Club. More info about that in the show notes. And for a brief moment in the middle of the interview, you're going to hear a little bit of music since this was recorded in the green room during soundcheck that's going to go away. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Little Sims. I'll check you on the flip side. Uh, I got Little Sims here with me, and we're in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So, Sims, uh, any this is your second time in Canada, but this is you're doing a Canadian tour. I believe yesterday you're in Ottawa, today you're in Toronto, tomorrow you're in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So far, any memorable moments about your trip to Canada? Like whether it been you leaving from the airport to checking in the hotel, what's one thing that you think is going to stick with you right now uh, when you leave and go back home? Wow, uh, th- that's a hard one considering I've been here for like nearly a week now and so many moments have happened, so many cool things have happened. I've I've met so many people, I've met so many supporters. and So there's so many different moments, but I think one, one thing I'll always remember is this is this is the first place or time I've ever tried poutine. <laughs> so I, I'll never forget that. And it, yeah, it was good. I remember like... I, people telling me you've never had poutine you've never had poutine and I finally got to try it um, last night in Ottawa so that was good um, but also I think being being here it just reminds me so much of home and there's just so many moments that I've had like for example uh, I think it was like maybe two days ago I was with Wonder Girl and um, Eastbound and their boy and we was just chilling that they came through to the apartment and it just reminded me so much of home because these guys are my age they're into what i'm doing they're uh creative people musicians and back home i surround myself with that that type of people and it's hard when i'm touring it's hard for me to like meet people that i bond with or that are my age and that i can have conversations with and interact with you know what i'm saying because most time everyone's always older than me or what have you so it was just nice to be able to share that moment and be able to be around people that are my age and feel comfortable when we had a laugh and it, we spoke about music and that's something that I'll always remember definitely. But aside from that, I, I just love Canada, man. It just, yeah, it's great. It's great here. That's awesome. And Wonder Girl is killing it right now mm-hmm. as well too. How was the poutine? <laughs> it was good. It was good. I didn't realize it was like actual gravy. 
Like, I don't know, when when I got told it, yeah, chips and cheese and gravy, I don't know what I thought the gravy was, but it was actual gravy, which which is different. But, um, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. That, that's funny. Uh, well, I'm glad you, you, now you know when you go back and they yeah. tell you, you can talk about poutine. Uh, I guess poutine is one of our trademarks. I don't really think about when you're here, we just take it, we take it for granted, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shared a picture the other day that you had dinner in uh, Paris with Yazin Bey, who we formerly known as Most Deaf. Uh, can you share one conversation that you had with him that you're not going to forget? <sighs> that was a very, very long conversation. I mean, we spoke for hours. He was literally just... Uh, he's he's crazy passionate about his art and his music, and he's like a musical scientist. He knows every single lyric to everything he's just mad intelligent and I just learned so much from him and being that he is the one that told the promoter about me hence the reason why I got booked for the show in France which is crazy so basically if it wasn't for him I wouldn't have been in Paris I wouldn't be doing them shows which is insane to know but one thing he said was um there's three things that make you an artist your hands your heart and your mind and you have all three of them he was like some people only have their hands which is why they they work in the business side um some people only have their heart which is why they fell at business and it's you know where their heart and their sleeves too much and he was like you need them three things and that's something you have and that's what makes an artist and that for me will always stick to me he said that he wants he he said that i'm what he wants his kids to be listening to and for me that's like whoa <laughs> like really <laughs> which is which is very crazy and yeah he's just crazy passionate about things and he's very into art actually i was such a he fucks about i was telling her i was like, he, he yeah he fucks about a lot <laughs> so how do you not like scream like ah or how do you try to hold it in when he's saying that to you or what is your response at that moment when he's like you are who I want my children to listen to. Are you for real? What? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's like, wow. But literally, while he's talking, I'm just looking at him and I'm thinking, you're just a regular human being. Like, aside from the fact that you're most deaf and you're a legend and you cr- created this for us, for our industry and alongside many other artists, it's like you're just human like you're just like me you, you you're just in love with music you're just in love with the art form and you get what i'm trying to do and that for me is enough put aside anything else like that that is enough like there's a mutual respect there's a mutual love and appreciation for music it's just like i don't know man it's crazy to hear that and normally when i hear or i have these conversations with people it never sinks in right there and then it always will be like either the next day or the day after where it's like fuck did I actually have dinner in Paris with Paris with Yassine like did that really happen kind of thing and we've been in like back and forth in contact or whatever so I don't know we yeah it's good uh you, you were saying that he's just a human being like me uh that's I realized you know I've uh like I said to you I've done hundreds of interviews and when I spend maybe say 20 30 or maybe a total of an hour mm. off and on the mic I also realized when I first got into this, yo, they're just a human being like me. You know what I mean? Uh, but the, uh, the the average fan who's just watching these artists on YouTube or Instagram, they're not thinking like that. They're just seeing the glorified mm-hmm. life. 
So is that, I'm not sure how many celebrities that you've met and had had a chance to like sit down with, but is this something you're just learning? Like, hey, these these dogs that I, these guys who I looked up to are just human beings like yeah, me? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's what it's come to into play in my mind it's like normally it's it's true when you what you said like people normally only see these artists on youtube or on the tv or whatever and then even in concert it's like that one chance you get to see them in the flesh but to actually sit down and have a conversation with them and and see them do things that's human like they might spill a drink on them or that, like do you know what i'm saying it's just like they're so human and nobody's perfect and that's one thing i've come to learn that we look at people on the tv or hear them on the radio or see them on the internet or whatever and we just everything's like glamorized and it's like no when you meet these people in real life they're just as human it depends who you meet as well because some people do look at themselves as if they're mad superior and like up there and feel you know of importance which is cool you can have confidence but me personally like the pe- the people i've come across the, like your yassines andre 3000s kendrick lamar's jacob like they're all just human beings and they're mad cool they're so like just in love with the art man for real and they just appreciate it and they know good music obviously as to why they're great musicians but yeah does it humble you when you see these you know j coles or whatever and you're like wow they're that humble or they're they're just a human being does it want to maybe if you're feeling yourself little sims and you see these artists does it want to make make you humble a little bit and how you carry yourself does it make you realize that yeah no definitely it definitely humbles me and grounds me to the maximum but so does other things like my family my friends the people i'm around my team whatever that that really everyone just keeps me so grounded it's crazy and it's like there's so many things or events or situations that's happened in my life which could have potentially allowed me to get a big head but i just don't feel like that's in my character it's not in me i'm like i'm not a person to be the loudest in a room or to make a scene or i'm just not that person even i find it so weird when people even come up to me and say can i have a picture with you because i just think why do you want a picture of me like like can i get a picture of you like do you know what i'm saying this i don't look at myself as up there or i don't know sometimes it can be a blessing and a curse because sometimes you have to obviously know what you're worth and know who you are and stuff but at the same time i just try and keep it just keep the balance and just keep it cool yeah definitely it's it, and it's good to be self-aware because yeah. you're like why do you want a picture with me but at the same time you know that nowadays especially you as an artist if you want to continue to build a good fan base and like have a good rapport with your fans mm-hmm. that matters right. it's funny that uh not a lot of people ask for in- uh autographs anymore it's yeah, instagram it's picture the instagram picture is much more worth than an autograph <laughs> which is crazy because Obviously, an autograph is something you can potentially have for life. A picture could be accidentally deleted or... And then that's that whole moment, that's that memory gone. So it's funny how things are looked at nowadays. But either way, if that's what you want for that moment, then that's what you want. So Mm -hmm. I'm not not mad at that. Just before this interview, I was singing the song, Is This Freedom?, which is featured on Drop 4. It's out. Uh, it's on your SoundCloud description in, in, in that song you wrote. This is basically the start of a brand new chapter for me. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about that? What What is the this brand new chapter that you're heading into? 
Um, the brand new chapter for me is just, uh, I feel like I'm, well, I'm 21 now. I feel like I'm actually responsible for my life. Um, I feel like my life is, is taking a turn for the better. Um, and things are really looking up for me. And I feel like I have more eyes on me and more ears. Now that I've got that attention, what do I want to do with it? Do I want to talk about... It's just what I want to talk about and what I want people to hear. And for me, it was like, I've always been a person. I love to tell stories. I love to speak truth and talk about things that are honest and things that happen in the world and things that go on in, in my mind as well because I'm aware that I'm not the only person that thinks like this. I did for a very long time feel like that because no one got what I was trying to do or got my music or whatever. And it was like, fuck's sake, man, why am I the only one? Why are me and my friends the only people that think like this about the world or have this perception or perspective on things? And everyone else is just there talking about bitches and bottles and this and that. And Do you know what I'm saying? And people are feeding and buying into that. But now I feel like, just from the, just from little things like the way our culture is is shifting from Cole dropping to Kendrick dropping and seeing the numbers and then my stuff finally getting to be heard and it's like, okay, cool, people are listening and people are understanding the route that I'm trying to take and what the message I'm trying to portray. So now I feel like there's just... Basically, I just don't want to feed fast food to people. I want it to be organic as possible and is this freedom is like it's something that especially where I'm from anyway it's very rare to hear messages and and songs like that because our scene back home is a little different it's not bad it's just different and sometimes I don't really fit into that scene or whatever the criteria is and that's cool I'm I'm not I'm not mad at that but um I just to be honest want to make music i want to make <laughs> so i think what you're saying is with the coal dropping kendrick dropping people getting self-aware and you've been making this type of music and you're about to drop drop four and now the, the, the debut album's also coming out soon do you feel like the star and the attention and you're getting the momentum and the press do you feel like the stars are aligning a little bit definitely the stars are definitely aligning and things are like falling into place kind of perfectly it's like it was just meant to be just the way things happen and I always thought that it should have happened wait like I wanted to blow when I was like 15 and it's like why have I not made it yet why are people not taking to me why am I, why am I not being heard but it's like I realized not now is the time like it's perfect timing I just I believe so anyway and that's what the formula success the right time you're there at the right time and the right place and uh so the question i wanted to ask you the excited you've known since you, you were young like nine years old you've been rapping what your purpose was that you were meant for greatness uh how, and that's a beautiful thing like a lot of people don't know what their purpose is but knowing your purpose at an early age and knowing the direction that you wanted to go to you ever had those, those moments though where you've had moments of doubt and you're like, is this, do I really want this? Is this worth it? Like, when is this going to happen? And getting impatient, do you, any type of feelings like that? Of course, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, a lot a lot more so when I was younger and just seeing like, it's mad when you, when you see people doing exactly what you're doing, but they go past you 
and it's like how the fuck like i'm <laughs> i've been here i've been on my shit i've been putting in so much work and it's like it's still overlooked i don't get it i've i've sat in my room for ages just trying to figure out what it is i'm doing wrong and if i am doing something wrong can someone please show me a sign god can you show me what it is i'm doing wrong because i have no idea all i've ever done is just give 110 with everything with the music i create anytime i've done a live show just with everything and it's like it, it was all training mm-hmm. for now and i get it now like it makes sense even the way i i deal with things and how i approach things just in my personal life it's just like patience that's the one thing it's taught me is p- have patience and if things will happen when it's meant to happen nothing before it's time definitely it's a very valuable lesson and it sounds easy to the people who are hearing and you probably have heard it before and 2015 and beyond is probably not helping you now when you're seeing instagram straight flexing you know what i mean the mickey mills are doing donuts in their ferraris and you're like a, a struggling rapper and you're like why why <laughs> uh I guess, uh, so yeah, how do you balance that then? Like, how do you balance with, or how does the person who's listening right now feeling you and you're saying patience and you're, you know, coming up, but they're also like feeling the exact same way that you felt coming up. And then you're you're logging in on your Instagram and you're seeing all these flashy things. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person who's listening? (sighs) It's a hard one. It's definitely a hard one because... I feel like people deal with things differently and even my way of dealing with things doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for someone else. Me personally, I'm not a person to always know what's going on. To be, I just try and focus on myself, man. When it comes to like even music nowadays, I'm not even too... I don't really know what's current. Like I know that Kendrick dropped because obviously that's what I'm into, but if he was to ask who else i'll be like oh i don't know because i i don't pay attention i just try to focus on myself and work on myself and it's like i've always said even if i wasn't a musician i would not be on twitter i might have an instagram and maybe have like 20 followers and like three pictures um i wouldn't i don't think i have a facebook i don't even know my facebook password it's that real um but all these things i'm just not that type of person that's like on top of things like that i'm just a, a homebody i don't even like going to parties like i just stay in my own zone and just do my thing but i'd say to 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 anyone out there that's feeling some type of way i i would just say just try and find your purpose and find what you love and really try and stick at that and don't let the things happening distract you because that's all it is is distraction and it's temporary it's, it's not permanent distraction i feel like yeah, just try not to let that affect you. I totally agree with you because if I didn't have a radio show and a music blog, I probably wouldn't have a lot of personal and like all these, because these yeah. social media tools to me are a promotional tool like to get my word out there. And I said, huh, if I was not this person, would I have it? I wouldn't have it yeah. either. Yeah, distractions and just, just do you and focus on you. Yeah. And you're right. I think I've heard maybe Kendrick or artists like that or J. Cole say, you know what, I'm really not... Uh, aware of everything that's happening out there in musically because I don't want to be too influenced but I, I just want to I want to be in tune with myself yeah exactly exactly yeah. that just being in tune and at one with yourself is very important for me and I don't know a lot of a lot of people say oh yeah I'm spiritual and spirituality and team peace and all this but 
man you don't need to like shout that you're this spiritual person and you're this and you're that like it's not it's not image like it's not for show you just be at one of yourself you just do your thing on the humble keep it low and just go about your business man that's 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 my way of living anyway i'm not a person to be shouting what kind of person i am from 10 feet up like i just lay low do my thing work hard appreciate what i have as opposed to what i want and just always i don't know i I try not to think too much about the future because i always get asked in interviews where would you like to be five years from now ten years from now always get asked that question and I feel like I have to make things up on the spot because I, I don't know. I have an idea of where I like to be, but I don't know. I try to focus on now, and now is what will take me there. So I just, one step at a time. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. I know I've got a show tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen to you today. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, but right now I know that I'm doing this interview with you. I'm going to go get some food. I'm going to relax. I'm going to have a great show. You know, I take things step by step. That's my That's my kind of way of living. But that doesn't mean to say you shouldn't plan for things or you shouldn't have strategy but it's just like yeah don't stress on the future i'm actually reading a business book which is like it's a really smart business book where the guy was saying uh planning is guessing even if you're gonna have because he's you know a big thing in business uh is business plans and it's supposed to be like a 30 page document or whatever Mm -hmm. but it was like you don't need that you just write one page of your vision where you want to go because when you do when you start planning i mean when you start acting things are going to change and you have to go with the plan so planning is guessing and you're right i read your npr interview that came out today or yesterday and the girl asked you i think it was uh, the female uh where do you see yourself 10 years from now you're like i think i'll be 40 by then so i want to label and stuff like that you have no idea what's going to happen i think you should just give that that what you just said to me that should be your answer because people will relate with that real answer. You're like, I don't know. I have no idea. We'll see. And yeah. just say, yo, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Give this an answer what you just said. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Listen, 10 years from now, yeah. I know that I'll be 31. I may have just entered parenthood. My label will be up and running. But I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't say I know where I'd like to be, but I don't know for sure what's going to happen because things change according to decisions, man. And that's like, as you go through life, you don't know what decisions you're going to make. Sometimes you always think to yourself, I'm never going to do that or I'm never going to do that or I'm going to do this and you don't end up doing it. So like things change according to decisions is what I think. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the song, uh, uh, Is This Freedom? And the song you're singing, what does it mean to be free? What does that word free mean to you? And what does free, you know, when you look like to you? Mm -hmm. Um, Freedom to me... Um, I'm kind of I'm ch- I'm kind of struggling to to know what that is. Hence the reason why I wrote the song because I actually don't know what freedom is. Because apparently we're meant to be free. I don't feel like we are. Like I feel like it's and it's not just like a, a racial thing or whatever. It's more just it could be in anything. It could be in your job. Like I remember there was this one time I was in um, a hotel in Germany and the guy at the reception like we must have came back from the show and everyone wanted a hot chocolate or whatever so he was making the hot chocolate but he was so robotic like in his actions and it's like this is so weird like literally one person will be like can i have a hot chocolate please he'll turn around and go sure continue his action another person will be like can you can i have marshmallows you turn around and be like sure continue doing the action and it's just like oh my days this is 
like a real life robot like this guy is his mind is numb he's not there's there's just nothing like there's just it's just like body and no soul like there was nothing there and I was thinking oh my days like people actually are feeling like that and he might not even know it he might not even know he's being controlled or his actions or do you know what I'm saying so just in little things for example the industry I'm in there's been so many occasions where I've been told okay Sims you might need to stop wearing hats it's a bit boyish or we might need you to wear a skirt because that's what sells because we've seen it been done eat 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 it's Nicki Minaj whatever cool it works this look does not work like for me that's not freedom that's not allowing me to be who I want to be and it's like, I can't even be who I want to be in successful in the industry I want to be successful in. What the fuck is freedom? How can I how can I write freely and openly if I'm meant to portray an image that you want me to portray? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So it was just like, basically all those things going through my head and a, a question that everyone always asks me is, why aren't you signed? Why aren't you signed? And I find it like, I don't think it's that much of a big deal. I just want to do my own thing. And the right label situation hasn't happened yet. That's all it is. People think it's like, well, domination and she's planning this and she's going to do it. Like, no, like, it's just, it just hasn't happened yet for me. And I'm comfortable in the position I'm in. I have the creative control to make the music I want to create and put it out how I want to put it out. Like, I'm chilling, you know? And it's like, yeah, just that anyway. You, you, you know what because uh, this whole label thing because not now in like North America it's not like uh, you know a lot of artists are independent uh, Junior T when I was talking to him when we did an interview with him because he, he was at the in the UK I don't know like this earlier this year or late last year and he came back and he was talking to one of my team members in our in our interview he's like yo like almost a lot of people if you're doing something you're signed there here in Canada it's like especially as a hip-hop artist, it's almost impossible to be signed. Like, we had an artist named Classified who's done, like, 12 albums. Like, dude's done... He just got, like, a a deal maybe a few years ago, right? Like, that's how ridiculous. And in the States, you got to get to a certain level to get signed. So um, uh, when you're talking about this thing, uh, I guess maybe tell us a little bit about how different, how much more different it is in the UK because I guess is it easier to be signed or more people are much more signed? Like if you have a little bit of a buzz, is that right? Is that true or no? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I'd probably say it's easier to get signed in the UK than it is Canada um, because it's just like, and I was just working, uh, it just sticks to formula, man, and I get it, it's your job, innit? Like do your job, innit? But be passionate about your job. And that's what I feel like is is lacking and people not getting it and understanding. Or maybe it's just me. They don't get me or understand me, which is cool. Um, but basically, it's just they'll sign an artist, call, put out one single, two singles, three singles. And then depending on how that does will depend on if the artist gets a release or not. Getting signed or getting a release is two different things. Just because you get signed, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to put out an album. You might get shelved you might get all of a sudden just put into a group. Like, there's so many different things, so you just have to be careful of what you sign for a start, who you sign to, and just if the people actually fuck with you and if they actually get what you're trying to do and if you're in it for the long run and not just, like, two, three years of this shit. It's not it's not worth anything, to me, anyway. But some people are... And it depends what you came here for. Some people just want that 15-minute fame thing, and just want to 
do amazingly well in a week and then I don't know man it's it's weird but it definitely is different to Canada I could say that I gotta be smart the questions that I choose let's uh, let's talk about the album the debut album you keep saying it's a concept album mm-hmm. I was watching an interview with an artist named Mick Jenkins I'm not sure if you've heard of him but he was talking about hmm? I've worked with Mick you work with them, right. yeah. So uh, he was doing an interview with Complex where there, you know, this interviewer was like, "Yo, people would love the waters and how it was concept." And he's like, "I look at this a different way. Why are people so when it's an album or something like, that I put together like that, people are like, oh, it's the concept album idea is amazing.' He's like, "Aren't great albums supposed to be have a concept behind it? Like it's crazy nowadays where people are just dropping a few verses, a, a loop." And you're getting a Grammy for it because you kept saying this album is a concept album, concept album. And I wouldn't like thought of anything about that. But then Mick Jenkins said this thing yesterday. Where he's like, "Do I really have? Do people really have to say, yo, this is a concept album?' Or uh, have we got that point to the game? Do you feel like albums should have concepts, or it could be whatever?" I hear, I hear what Mick Jenkins is saying, but yeah. his coming from my scene and like um, where I'm from, anyway. It is rare to have a concept album. Oh, really? It is very rare. Okay. And it's not <clears throat> it's not something that people just people don't just drop concept albums in London like that. It's not like especially hip hop albums. It's not that. It's even for me anyway. So it's like a compila- compilation of songs. Or there's only been two classics, and that's Kano, Home Sweet Home, and Dizzy Rascal, Boy in the Corner. Hopefully, my album would be a third, but um. Yeah, so d- I hear what Mick's saying, but it's it's different for different parts of the world. Some, I'm sure in uh, America that's been done plenty of times from whoever, man. You can name the great artist for me. For me, one of my favorite concept albums of all time is The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. But you, you wouldn't have that in London as a as a rap genre. And that, I don't know, it just doesn't happen. So that's why I have to reinforce it. Like, yo, mm-hmm. this is not just... <clears throat> a compilation of songs. It's not just a CD full of singles. It's a body of work. It's it's a concept album because that's real. It's not. Don't expect to put it in and just listen to track four and then listen to track eight and ten and think you get the story. Like you need to listen to it in totality from one to ten, mm-hmm. understand the story, mm-hmm. and then when you've got it, then you go back and you pick which ones you you want to play in a club or you play in your car or whatever. But it, it's it's not going to be easy on the air. And that's one thing I've deliberately tried to make because people are lazy with music, man. Even the consumer is like... And I get it because not everyone's musicians. So that sometimes they don't want to think too much about what you're saying. They just want to dance. And that's fine. That's cool. But then this isn't for you. Like, I'll be honest. And you can't please everyone. That's one thing I've come to learn. Like, it's not... I'm, I feel like I have a message and I want to put it out there. If you want to listen to it that's on you you should because i know it could help you in some way but it's like you can't force feed people and that's one thing that is often like especially with music in the uk it's like people shove things down your throat it's, it, that's probably how radio works as well like you don't even hear the music you want to hear you just get in your car you put on a radio and it's just getting shoved down your throat like listen to this listen to this listen to this yeah and that's what i'm trying to step away from so if you're a fan of real music and you want to hear some real shit then uh, you should probably get a, 
according to how people are re- reacting to the Kendrick album, I think people are hungry because yeah. that's a concept album. You can't just listen to track six on the Kendrick album. Even when I came up, people were like, what is this? And then when they heard it, they're like, it made sense, right? Uh, so the one topic that you're t- tackling on this conceptual album is fame. Uh, what perspective are you coming from? Is it what you're dealing with? Uh, or is it just like what social media does to people? Um, the the main yeah the main topic kind of challenges is fame and it's basically what that can do to a person and maybe not even the person maybe like the the people around the person it speaks from different persons angles so it's my perspective from another person's perspective that's rich and famous and that's got all this and got all that from another person's perspective who is ODing on drugs or did this and had the industry fuck them over and do you know what I'm saying so it's different stories and just getting like different takes on this ideology of fame which for me is quite interesting because I'm aware that that's kind of I'm not in this to be famous but I can see that that's where that's where my life is heading and it's just how I feel about that am I scared am I excited am i looking forward to it am i not looking forward to it like just these different things i'm challenging and it's something i haven't really i don't think i've touched upon in any of my other projects my other projects i feel like i've just been allowing people to get to know me um but this album it's like you have the rest of the eps to know what you want to know about me if you want to know about my dad if you want to know about what my mum does for a living if you want to know about my team space age that's all on the other projects but this is for like those who know me and it's like want to hear me take it to the next level so yeah in uh, music you're able to be very uh, vulnerable but and you said in real life you sort of like shy away Mm. and hide your feelings what do you think it is about music that gives you that space where you can talk about things Mm. where maybe face to face is is very difficult to do Mm. Um, it's a comfort Mm -hmm. it's just like it makes me feel good that I have a thought. It's either playing on my mind, it's bothering me, and I have the ability to not only just write it down, but transcend it into art and into something musical and into something that other people can relate to and feel like, right, I'm going through the same thing and I feel better now that know, now knowing that you are because I don't feel alone. That for me is like, that's enough for me. Just to know if someone else could listen to what I'm saying and be like, yo, I'm going through the same shit. And that's, I'm happy that Sims is experiencing that as well because I don't feel alone. Even when I'm saying shit about my dad and it's like, oh, what did I say? If I ever seen you, I give him the middle finger. You can call me disrespectful. I don't give a damn. Like, I want someone to listen to that and be like right I feel the same way about my dad but I don't want to have that relationship that Sims has with her dad I want to do something about it let me pick up the phone and try and build something do you know what I'm saying even if it's not like I just want it to spark something in someone's mind basically and just be like yo I didn't even think about that like that but Sims got issues with with her dad like I'm not and look at how she's talking about him I don't want to even though I'm mad at my dad I don't want to ever be, be at a point where I could talk about him like that so let me do something about that for me that's enough so don't mind what I'm going through if I could spark something in your mind that can make a difference for you 
then that's enough for me. You just do what you need to do. I'll figure out what I need to do in time as I go through life and as I get older or whatever. But, yeah. You want to spark something. You want to inspire them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you, you've said this before. When you are performing and you're looking at the audience and they're, like, singing your rin- uh, lyrics or rapping your lyrics, just like you, they wrote, wrote it themselves. And But sometimes you're like, you're like, I don't understand. Like, how can you feel exactly the same way I'm feeling? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me to take take me to a moment when that first happened, or you first noticed that, and that kind of tripped you out? Oh, I, I wouldn't be able to remember the first moment, but I remember shows specifically looking in people's. This is the thing: when I do shows, I specifically look in people's eyes because you can just see everything in someone's eyes. That is the window to your soul in it. The eyes is the only thing that's opening your whole entire body. So when you look into someone's eyes, you can just see something like. And sometimes when I look at, look at someone, they'll do a few things. They'll look. They'll stare at me directly back. They'll look away because <laughs> it's a bit awkward. And then they f- they'll feel like because I'm looking at them, everyone else everyone else is now looking at them, and they don't like that. Um, they'll like pretend they didn't see me looking at them, or I don't know. There's just a few things they do. But when they rap my lyrics back to me, it's just like, like uh, I don't know. It just kind of trips me out just to know that that's something I wrote in my bedroom and it's transcended, especially when I perform overseas and I hear people rapping it back to me. Like, for example, last night in Ottawa, there was this one guy mm. throughout my whole set. He was just like, is this freedom? Is this freedom? Like, basically telling me to perform it. And I was like, oh, not tonight, man. Like, da, da, da. But he was like, is this freedom? Is this freedom? Like, persistent throughout my whole set. And that, for me, is just like, whoa. It's crazy. Uh, to the person who's listening right now, feeling inspired, feeling very connected with you, discovering for the time, whatever, what, what is the message that you want to give to the person who's intently listening to this interview right now? Please just do what you love and love what you do. Please just do what you love. Like, life is way too short, in my opinion. I've seen people that have missed opportunities or, and now they're doing things that does it. It's not satisfying enough. So I would just say, please do what you want to do and understand that anything you do can potentially be bigger than you. Like, I feel like what I'm doing is bigger than me. It's not just about me. It's this show tonight is bigger than me. It's not It's not really about me, man. It's about the people that are coming that are probably going to see me for the first time. It's my last night in Toronto, so I don't know when I'm going to be here again. It's about the people that paid money. Do you know what I'm saying? All these things I'm aware of, it's bigger than me, man. So just try and bear that in mind and free your mind. Thank you very much for your time, Lil Sims. I really appreciate it. This is the Come Up Show. Let me know what you think of my conversation with Little Sims. I can be reached at on Twitter at The Come Up Show. If anything, you know, you had more questions, comments, feedback, we need it. It's, it's our oxygen. And if you haven't already, please rate The Come Up Show on iTunes. It'll definitely help increase our profile so we can get more listeners and more family. We want to grow our family. You know what I mean? And if, like I said, if you liked what you heard and want to see Little Sims in Toronto, she's back. Tuesday, March 8th. There'll be more info about that in the show notes. My name is Chetto. This is the Come Up Show podcast. I'll see you next Wednesday. Peace.